I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I heard a story on NPR recently about a woman named Joni Oregani, who at 51 years young is living with early onset Alzheimer's. Joni's husband, Joe, serves as her full-time caregiver, a role that he says regularly tests the limits of his patience and compassion. Joe recalled one especially hard day last March when Joni kept insisting that she had no shoes to wear and needed to go to the store immediately to buy some. This in spite of the fact that her closet was actually filled with sneakers, high heels, flats, and boots of nearly every imaginable style and color. Eventually, Joe said he just couldn't take it any longer, so he drove his wife to a department store. When they got there, he settled into a comfy chair to relish a few moments' peace while Joni approached a sales associate. Soon, though, Joe heard his wife's voice echoing from across the room, loud and distressed. Heading over to see what was wrong, he found that when the woman brought out that instrument that measures your foot, you know, the one I'm talking about, the one where they have you uh, stand up and push your heel all the way to the back while they slide a piece of metal across against your instep. When the sales associate brought out this instrument that measures your foot, Joe's wife bent over and instead of putting her foot into it, she put in her hand. Realizing instinctively that she had done something wrong, though not at all sure what, Joni burst into tears of embarrassment and frustration. Well, Joe prepared to collect his wife and leave the store immediately. But then he said, then something remarkable happened. The sales associate, unfazed by Joni's outburst, put an arm around her shoulder and began speaking to her in soothing tones. It's all right, she repeated again and again. It's all right. Don't worry. Some things in life are very hard. I struggle, too. The sales associate went on to explain that she had autism and anxiety, and that she often found it difficult to complete tasks that others performed with ease. Getting into an elevator full of strangers, for example, or making small talk in the checkout line at the grocery store. Some things in life are very hard. I struggle, too. I used to view the saints, 
those extraordinary women and men of faith whom we remember, especially on this day, I used to view the saints basically as religious versions of Wonder Woman and Captain America. Superheroes able to leap over tall buildings in a single bound, or at least with a single prayer. As I learned more about them, though, I discovered that the saints were actually clay-footed, just like the rest of us. I learned that in the case, for example, of the great 16th century mystic Teresa of Avila, who was so revered that you can still go today and visit a shrine dedicated to one of her fingers. I discovered that in the case of Teresa of Avila, about half the people in her hometown adored her and did indeed consider her a saint, but the other half considered her a colossal nuisance. Reading the journals of Henry Nouwen, the beloved spiritual writer who abandoned a teaching post at Harvard to become an aide at a group home for people with profound physical and mental disabilities, reading the journals of Henry Nouwen, I learned that there were some Christmases when he found himself so depressed that he could barely get out of bed. And do you remember maybe how after Mother Teresa's death back in 1997, I think it was, do you remember how great a hue and cry went up because it turned out that this, this humble little woman from Calcutta, the one who gently ladled soup into the mouths of thousands of beggars, this humble little saintly woman from Calcutta had actually experienced significant anger management issues during her lifetime as well as a very dark and long night of the soul. Do you remember that? It came as this total shocker to pretty much the whole world. Now, the point of all this is not to trash talk anyone, least of all the great titans of our faith. No, the point is to remember that what has typically made the saints who they were was not any type of spiritual perfection. The saints did not get all A's on their religious report cards, far from it. When they affirmed their commitment to following Jesus, just like all of us will do in a few minutes, when the saints affirmed their commitment to following Jesus, they too had to ask for God's help. Looking back through church history, if there is one thing the great saints seem to have had in common, it is that they knew to whom they belonged. They knew to whom they belonged. They knew that they belonged to God, and they knew that they belonged to each other. They lived their lives, these great saints, even those like Julian of Norwich, who were virtual hermits and lived in seclusion. They lived their lives out of this sense of profound connectedness. They knew very clearly that when they struggled, they did not struggle alone. They could lean on God, and they could lean on each other. 
Today, this Sunday after All Saints, today is a day for remembering that you and I do not struggle alone either. That when we put a foot or a hand, as the case may be, when we put a foot wrong, when we hurl insults at those to whom we had wanted to speak words of love, when we find it hard to get out of bed because we are so anxious or depressed, when we fail once more in our attempt to break the vicious cycle of addiction, when we become all but consumed by the sirens of pettiness and jealousy and greed, when we mourn desperately the loss of a loved one, when we inhabit a place of near total darkness and despair, when we find ourselves, you and I, embroiled in these battles, we are in good company. We are in good company. Good company in the sense that our forebears in the faith wrestled with these painful struggles just as we do. Good company too, though, in the sense that these saints cheer us on still in our struggles today. They root for us, this great company of saints. They root for us and they encourage us to root for each other too. Which may, after all, be what it really means to be a saint on this side of heaven or the other. Bear one another's burdens, Paul told the early Christians in some of the churches of Galatia. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Or as Jesus himself noted, by this the world will know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. Leaping over tall buildings with a single prayer is optional. Amen.